Alright, let's do it. Welcome to the Bobcast. We are coming up on week nine. Ladies and gentlemen, it is deep in the season. It is November 1st. I'm squeezing this in because I almost forgot to do this. Um, I apologize, but here we go. We're going to start out with the NFL from last week. And we start out with the Thursday night game with a clunker called the Redskins getting hammered by the Vikings. Kirk Cousins is having an MVP type season. He was 23 for 26 on the night. It is looking really good for the Vikings. They're sitting at six and two and are sitting in the wild card spot, which looks like in the NFC is gonna be highly contested to the end. We then move on to the Seahawks Falcons. Seahawks pulled away quickly. But the Falcons made a little push to try and stay somewhat relevant, but that was not the case. The Seahawks still win 27-20 with Matt Schaub rolling back the years, back when he was in UVA, when he was the Falcons' core starting quarterback, and then traded, and then Michael Vick got caught dogfighting, and he went to the Texans and went to playoffs. Yeah, he was that Matt Schaub again, throwing for 460 freaking yards. He threw 52 times. It's like a pitch count for a pitcher in the World Series. It was nutso, but the Seahawks still managed to pull that off. Wilson throws for two TDs and that win. All right, my boys of the Eagles, they pulled back from a atrocious week before, taking down the Bills 31-13. to uh, Maybe the Bills aren't as good as we thought they were. Uh, the Eagles now sit at 4-4, four and four, the Bills 5-2. But the Eagles' defense still stinks. I hate them. They're dumb. We need real football players back there. I don't even know what they're rolling out. Darby did help, but Darby's been burned for the last three years as well. So I don't know what we're going to do with the defense, but at least the offense is looking like they're starting to click against a pretty good defense with the Bills. Eagles, 4-4. Four and four, Bills, 5-2. and two. Bills, I think, will still make the playoffs in a weak AFC uh, at 5-2 and two in a weak schedule coming up. Next, we have the Chargers and Bears. Man, the Bears season has tailed off quickly. Another kicking fiasco for them and another coaching fiasco Nagy is just all over the place uh I'm sorry Bailey your boy missed the game-winning field goal from 41 yards and the Chargers take the win 17-16 even though the Chargers sitting at three and five they do not look good either uh both teams are reeling but the Bears man we there's high hopes coming in with that defense and it looks like it's not going to happen next Lions, Giants, Danny Dimes making a push at the end of the game to try and make the comeback just not quite enough. The Lions take this 31-26. Lions sit 3-3 and 1 with a weird sitting in the playoffs. Again, super competitive in the NFC. And the Giants look like they had a big growing game uh, with Danny Dimes and looks like after it was a tough couple of weeks, Finally looks like he got some feet under him. Next, Titan Buccaneers. I am uh, going to say that the Buccaneers are 
must watch because of Winston. He is the most fun and exciting quarterback because you don't know if he's throwing an 80-yard touchdown to Mike Evans or if he's going to get picked or if he's going to scramble and run for 40 yards or if he's just going to fumble it as soon as someone touches him. It is incredible. The Buccaneers are now 2-5, and five, Titans 4-4, four and four, still in the heat of this thing. 27-23 with the win. The Titans are hard to figure out, but they're riding Ryan Tannehill's hot hands from here on out. Colts pull it away from the Broncos as Flacco is not elite. He is now out for the season. Broncos, you thought would uh, be able to unlock their next quarterback, but it seems like they're not ready to trust him. Signing a couple other guys and I didn't even know who was named their starter for this week, but the Colts squeeze this one out. I would say Jacoby Brissett is the man. He is a quarterback uh, the franchise can build around. He had some unbelievable plays at the end of the game. The Colts now sit as 5-2, and two, the Broncos 2-6, and six, and it looks like the Broncos can cross off those Super Bowl hopes. The Rams take down the Bengals 24-10 in London, and the Bengals continue their drop-off as the Red... Sorry, I almost said Red Rocket. That is not appropriate. The Red Rifle has been benched on his birthday this week. Uh, the Rams sit at a solid 5-3. and three. They look like they can get something together. I'm not sure if they're going to the Super Bowl this year, but it looks like they're getting ready for a push for the playoffs. And again, another NFC-heated uh, NFC battle, which looks like they're going to be uh, pushing for that wildcard spot. Next, we have the Saints taking care of the Cardinals. Drew Brees came back and killed it. Anyone who trashes, excuse me, Drew Brees are dumb. Pat, you should have started him. Drew Brees is the freaking man. Don't let Adam tell you otherwise. Matt, he won you the championship last year. No Drew Brees hate. The Saints are the best team in the NFL or one of the best teams in the NFL sitting at 7-1 Cardinals. 3 Four and one, and with another loss last night, they are three, five, and one uh, going through. But Kyler Murray looks like he has hope and starting to figure out what to do there on the field. The Jaguars take down the helpless Jets, twenty nine, fifteen. Jaguars are four and four and are in that soft division, trying to figure out what to do next. 49ers are really good. They demolished the Panthers 51-13 and stayed to 7-0. And of course, then they also won last night against the Cardinals. They are now a, a full 8-0 uh, going into Week 9. They are good. They are really good. Their defense is incredible. And Jimmy GQ, man, he's got a smile that'll melt any woman's heart. You better hide your wife. Hide your daughters, hide your sisters. Aaron Andrews about lost it last night when he gave a little wink to her. I mean, that dude has got a smile. I mean, I might fall in love with him. Uh, but the 49ers are really good and are one of the one or two only teams that are undefeated. The Patriots, oh man, wouldn't that be an incredible Super Bowl? Jimmy GQ against Tom Brady. Next, the Patriots destroyed the Browns. Freddie Kitchens needs to go back to the kitchen. He is not a good coach. Patriots defense is historic. Patriots win 27 to 13. We go to the Texans and the Raiders with Hunter Renfro scoring his first touchdown, but it still was not enough. 
the Texans take down the Raiders 27-24 with the Texans now sitting at 5-3 in the hunt for the division and the wildcard Raiders take a step back still in this thing sitting at 3-4. Finally, the Packers were incredible uh, against the Chiefs. Man, Aaron Rodgers is back. 23 for 33, 350, uh, 305 yards and three TDs with an incredible dime to the back of the end zone by falling down. Even though Mahomes was not in the game, the Chiefs couldn't pull it out. Packers win 31-24. Packers sit at 7-1 in top of the division and one of the best teams in the NFL. Chiefs 5-3, but Mahomes is on the way back. So, And their division is looking really weak, so they should be good from here on out. And finally, the Sealers take care of the Dolphins. Actually, a pretty competitive game. The Dolphins continue to fight even though they stink. Uh, Sealers win 27-14. to Sealers sit at 3-4, still having hope, which is incredible because they do not look good. Dolphins 0-7 as they continue to tank for Tua. All right, guys, that was this week in the NFL. Let's head over to what happened in our very epic Fantasy Week. Okay, here we are. Let's see what happened in Week 8 for the Naptown Bowl. Let's start with the upset of the week. Little old Clemson versus Jagan. Man, Pat, I was singing your praises raises last week and you go and disappoint me with a 108 to 106 loss to Jagan. Jagan staying in this thing sitting at three and five after the massive trade and picking up a Mr. Gardner Menchu uh from from the free agents a great pickup Gardner with 29 points meanwhile Russell 19 points the other big ones even though Julian Edelman still pulled in 23 points Stefan Diggs had another 15, and Devontae Freeman another 12. It wasn't a great matchup, but what really was the killer was on the bench. With Tavon Coleman on Pat's bench with 36 points. And guess who else was on Pat's bench with another 31? A Mr. Drew Brees. Suck it, Adam. He's good. That was a disappointing loss in the heat of a playoff Race Jagan staying steady at three and five. Little Clemson now drops to four and four. Next, we have to knock on wood here with me and Matt's majestic team. Man, Matt's majestic team is going downhill fast. Knock on wood here with me. 135 win over 102. Matt, you have not hit your projections the last four weeks it is getting bad out there even with Kyler Murray only having 10 points at quarterback we have and Jared Goff uh, 26 knock on one you're with me was still able to come through with Cooper Cup at 31 points Chris Carson 15 Christian McCaffrey of course with the normal 25 points and Marlon Mack after the big trade last week at another 15 meanwhile on match with Jessica team they're desperate with points DeAndre Hopkins finally hit where he's projected at 16, but man, it was empty. It's never good when you have two two running backs on the same team starting. Eckler and Gordon, that is brutal. Combined for 19 points, 
it is uh, not a great look. And then, of course, with Walker being pulled out right before the game on the bye week of your bell cow, Andrews. It was not good. Again, Matt was in bye week hell. It was not not great, but it was another poor showing for uh, a bad streak here. On the bench, Tom Brady, which is not on knock on wood if you're with me anymore, had 22 points. We'll get into that later. But a solid bench play as well. Galladay with 25 points. Knock on wood you're with me with a great roster. But man, he is really risking it to blow this thing up. All right, let's go to Avery's team versus Ryan Rowdy Boys. The blowout of the week. Avery's team, 124. Ryan Rowdy's Boys, 88. I don't really know if we can really get into, uh, if we need to get into this. Sean Watson, 33, which was matched out by Aaron Rodgers, 33. But outside that, Ryan Rowdy's Boys forgot to show up but Avery's team with a nice solid clocking of solid points through there Dalvin Cook 25 who has been a bell cow for you Hooper with another 15 one of the best tight ends in the league and then San Francisco's defense 17 points Uh, a great showing and the kicker is for poor old uh, Ryan as always Miles Sanders on the bench with 21 points all right, let's go to Cora's Inheritance, Lambo Leapers. Corden Inheritance catching a second win here after some poor weeks coming up against Lambo Leapers, who, I'm going to be honest, I chose for the playoffs because I needed to change things up and not keep it chalk. They are not making the playoffs. Man, Lambo Leapers has just gone downhill quickly. Cora's Inheritance with a great day from Matthew Stafford. Another one from Julio Jones, which I don't know if will be that normal. Michael Thomas, another 21 points. Barkley finally coming back from injury with 24 and that highest paid, highest paid rank in our bid. And of course, your highest, highest and one of the highest fantasy scorers, the New England defense with another 21 points. I was telling some guys last night, there's a stat. I want you guys to guess how many defenses have hit 200 points ever in fantasy. Answer, zero. The closest we had was the Bears in those early 2000s when they went to the Super Bowl. They were somewhere around 160 to end the year. New England is at 170 at week 8 through the year. They are going to blow by the highest scoring defense ever in fantasy. That is fantasy Hall of Fame right there. And of course, on your be- on the bench for Coors Inheritance, we have Jameis Winston, the most exciting player in the NFL with 25. It's nice to have that in your back pocket. Meanwhile, uh, yeah, Lambo Leapers, man. It's uh, The cupboard is bare. Le'Veon, only five points. Carson went 16. I'm sorry, man. It'll get better. I promise. He's at least gonna is doing well on that stupid Eagles team. And uh, Jake Elliott. Yeah, they apparently don't kick field goals when it's windy. Uh, and then Joe Mixon, who is one of your big guys coming in, 15 points. And Adam Thielen being out doesn't help at all. David Montgomery on the bench. That sucks. 22 points. That is a kick in the butt. But again... Cora's inheritance with the high scoring of the week, 151, with the big blowout over Lambeau Leapers. 
Finally, we have true Philly scumbag against MVP Mahomes, which Mahomes still out with the great pickup of Kirk Cousins. I almost really went in on Kirk Cousins just to handcuff you, but it looks like Kirk Cousins handcuffed himself with only 11 points to start out the week. True Philly scumbag won 142 to 115, way over projected points. I'm feeling really good about my team this uh, this year. Although we'll get into how I'm feeling about this week. Uh, a big game uh, from uh, Mike Evans, 37 points. James Conner, another 22. And Latavius Murray on a great system. New Orleans running backs are money. Another 32 points to really anchor down this team. Golden Tate, another great pickup. Another 12 points there. Meanwhile, on the other side, MVP Mahomes, uh, Sanders, who I know had a big game last night, only 10 points. Aaron Jones, who actually it might be the better Aaron on that Green Bay team, 38 points. That has been a great pickup, but just wasn't enough down the roster. And we go there, and it wasn't much difference on the bench. The only big one that would have been uh, the difference is Howard uh, with 17 points for MVP Mahomes. Uh, and on the other side, DK Metcalf. Uh, but you know what? You start ticking and tacking here. It wouldn't have been enough. A big win for True Philly Scumbag to move to 5-3. and three. And MVP Mahomes falls to 5-3 and three and back in the pack. All right, let's go to the overview. Let's see where the standings are. Okay, at number one, we have Knock on Wood, if you're with me, with the highest point total for still running away with this over 100 points next to the next person 1113 points scored next we have Avery's team with 991 at 5 and 3 at 3 in the league we've MVP Mahomes at 933 points scored followed that is True Philly Scumbag with 906 we then move to the 4-4 four four team, starting at the number 5 spot with Coors Inheritance with 921 scored. Matt's Majestic team, which has fallen fast to the 6th spot, 4-4 four four with 904 scored. Man, it is getting rough for you right now. Little Clemson sitting there at 4-4 four four with 898 points. Not a great showing after coming back. We then move to the three and five teams. Jagan, three and five with 840 points scored. Lambo Leapers, three and five somehow with 776 points scored. The lowest points scored in the league. Followed by Ryan's Rowdy Boys at two and six with 807 points scored. All right. Let's go to the playoff standings. We start with the number one spot, knock on wood with you with me, with the bye. Followed by Avery's team at the number two spot with the bye. We then have a great quarterfinal matchup with the four and five against each other with the true Philly scumbag against Cora's inheritance. Elliot, there's a reason Cora keeps saying my name so much is because she knows I will beat your face in in the playoffs. You heard me right. And then we go to the quarterfinals with the MVP Mahomes at the three spot and Matt's Majestic team at the final playoff spot uh, at the number six. 
So, we have had a great week, very fun, and things are shaping up to be very competitive here for these playoff spots. Guys, we are over halfway through the league, through the year. The first playoff week is December 3rd. December 3rd. So, actually, let's go through schedule and just make sure we know how many weeks we have left. So, we have a 13-week schedule uh, we are in week nine, so counting this week, we have five weeks left before the playoffs. So make note, be ready. This is the playoff push, guys. Playoff push. Also, we'll get into trains here in a little bit, but next week is the trade deadline. October 9th is the last day to trade. So make your deals. Those guys that need to plug holes very quickly. Let's get to it. Uh, So let's get to the next segment, which will be one of the old favorites. All right, here's the extra segment. And we are going to Keating's Coffins. I've got a big old target on our good friend, Brad. Brad. Brad, 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 bro, you are, and I have said, you have the best roster in this league. It was a great roster. You did so well drafting, and it just has gone really, really well. But the problem is... We have an addict on our hand. We have someone who's searching for the next high. The next high of a deal. Brad, your team has by far away scored more points than any other team. Why do you keep making massive trades? I mean, it's not even... It's not even just one like little trade to like actually fill a hole. You're like trading away half your team. Brad, I go through each trade. You have one, uh, two, three, four trades. Is that right? One. All right, three trades. But still, I, I don't know what you're looking for. I don't know what you think completes your roster. It makes no sense to me. You just keep trading for no point at all. The first one, I liked. I thought it was a great trade. You know what? Ride with it. It makes sense. Then, what are we doing with an eight-person trade? Brad, your team is good. Like, I don't get it. I get, like, you traded... David Johnson, Stefan Diggs, Derrick Henry, and Matt Ryan for Tom Brady, Kenny Galloway, Chris Goodwin, and Marlon Mack. You basically, in that trade, traded for Tom Brady. But then you start freaking out because your wife told you that you hate Tom Brady. And all of a sudden, you thought your team was going to lose. So what you do? You trade Tom Brady for Matt Stafford, who was a free agent a week ago. What are you doing? Tom Brady is the most consistent fantasy quarterback out there. You have a great running back roster. 
Ride with it. You just need 20 points from your freaking quarterback. And you drop 150 a game. What are you doing, Brad? Stop. Keep your hands off the trigger. Don't say yes. Don't counter trades. Everyone else, you might as well just try and trade with Brad. Just throw any deal because he'll say yes. He just wants the he wants the high. He wants me to approve and look at his roster again. Just throw the deals. I am going to ask for his whole team. Might as well. He just wants to get rid of them. So that is the Keating's Coffins for the week. Brad, calm the hell down. Also, trade deadline is November 9th, so let's make as many deals as possible because there's a lot of people still in it. All right, that was fun. Now let's go on to projections for next week. All right, so I've calmed down a little bit. I have a glass of whiskey now. Brad, you just really got under my skin. My wife actually almost came in to argue with me. Um, I asked if she wanted to be on the podcast this week, and she said she's not in a talking mood today, so maybe she'll be a guest uh, next week. But from there, we will go on to the matchups for this week. So obviously, we had the game last night. Hopefully, everyone understood their lineups. And uh, let's figure out what is going on. So, we will start with little old Clemson. Again, you guys, you could always track this. I want to see what I am going to, uh, what my record is for predictions. So, little old Clemson obviously had a couple guys in last night. Coleman did not have a 36-point game. Coming in with 4.6 points. But Kittle had a big game with 16. So that was the big start out. We have little Clemson against Matt's Majestic team. Right now, little Clemson is projected 19, excuse me, 119. Matt's Majestic team, 117. Lamar has to go against New England defense. I think the Ravens can win that game, but it is New England's defense. I think that's going to be a tough matchup there. We go down the list. It's a lot of solid plays, and we finally don't have a two Chargers running backs in the same lineup. And I think Matt understands that Eckler is going to be the running back one from here on out. So he has in there. We have Ezekiel Elliott back against the Giants, and he will eat for sure. Um, yeah, I actually have a lot less faith in little Clemson than I did last week and Tubman Coleman. Uh, that was not a great showing from the start. So I am actually going with Matt's majestic team with the bats back this week to move to five and four while little Clemson is four and five uh, for this week. All right, not going to with me against Ryan Rowdy's boys. It's knock on wood here with me. They're projected 138 to 104. This There's just not much a chance here. You just can't answer for the firepower of McCaffrey. Uh, Stafford's projected 24. I think he's going to fail. I think Tom Brady would have been a great little asset there. But it was nice not having Ky- Kyler in there who had 27. So that's an issue. Uh, but yeah, I think knock on wood with me. Well, roll this one. I'm sorry, Ryan Rodgers boys. The steam is running out very quickly on your team. 
I still hold hope. Uh, I would look out for Miles Sanders, though. I think Miles Sanders, the way Philadelphia is using him, the wheel route is his specialty. Uh, you might want to start him. I don't usually say that many other times, but as an Eagles fan, I think they figured out his athletic ability, a little speedster there, uh, and they're getting creative with him. So just a little note on my boy, Miles, who I gave to you. Also, which it looks like you haven't, um, never mind. I just realized I need to go pick up someone off the waiver wire, so that is fun. All right, let's go to Avery's team versus Lambo Leapers. We are projected Avery's team 118 to Lambo Leapers 102. Um, yeah, I'm going Avery's team again, Lambo Leapers. I think I was pretty clear that you're running out of steam here. Uh, Avery's team, although, did not have a great night last night. Larry Fitzgerald under projected. Robbie Gold underprojected in San Francisco's defense way underprojected as they got shredded by Kyler Murray. But I really think Dalvin Cook is going to have a good day against Kansas City. I love Deshaun Watson in London, the last London game of the year. So nice and early uh, against Jacksonville. Uh, and of course, Amari Cooper against Giants secondary. That's always going to be a feast there. So I'm going Avery's team over Lambo Leapers. Next, this is probably the biggest matchup of the week. MVP Mahomes versus Coors Inheritance. Coors Inheritance uh, trying to move up MVP Mahomes again in a slide with Mr. Mahomes still not playing. It's projected he might play this week. It's still not guaranteed, but it looks like Kirk Cousins is going to start. It really helps when you have Emmanuel Sanders on San Francisco looks like been revitalized, which is probably the best NFL trade that could have happened for you, Adam. That is incredible. He had 20 points last night. That was big. Right now, Coors Inheritance is breaking 104 to MVP and Mahomes 102. Could be a pillow fight. Um, that is always fun. Uh, Coors Inheritance is in by hell right now. It is pretty bad on the bench. So, looks like MVP Mahomes has a little bit more, uh, you know, wiggle room. Uh, but again, I am going with MVP Mahomes here. I think they, with the 20 points already starting out, I think they can pull this out. Uh, Howard has found his place as the primary runner, as again, Miles Sanders seems to be a good uh, catch out of the backfield type running back. Howard will be the one that crams it into the end zone. Uh, I like MVP Mahomes this week over Coors Inheritance, especially with a start like that. All right, our final matchup. And I would like to say uh, there's been a bet placed on this game. And I would love to hear more bets placed on games, guys. I want to start that. I want, I want you guys to let me know if there's a bet against another matchup. Uh, that's something we haven't got into. It would be a lot of fun. Uh, Jagan versus two, two Philly scumbag winner gets a bottle of whiskey. And I am sorry, guys. It looks like we are going to have a pillow fight. I am in a bad, bad spot here. Um, 
there's a lot of players that are hurt, specifically running backs. Brita, of course, I left on the bench, scored 10 points, which was better than before than projected. Um, but that was questionable all the way up to game time. Everything I read, he wasn't going to start. Of course, he did, and he had some great catches and runs out there. James Conner, of course, I have a zero right there. Uh, he was just ruled out. So thanks, Brad. Thanks. Your Steelers continue to kill me. Uh, let's see what his update is. Yet, downfall to suit up Sunday. Not even suiting up. Great. Against the Colts. Great. Awesome. So, I gotta figure out that. I am picking up every running back I can. I can't fill enough running backs. Partly because New Orleans is also on a bye this week. So, my two quarterback running backs, Kamara and Murray, which I will rotate with whoever is not hurt, are on a bye. So, things are looking pretty ugly. I'm choosing Jaggin this week. Things, I mean, I need a miracle here. And whatever I picked off off the waiver wire, which really is whatever I picked up off the waiver wire, has been kind of gross. And I don't even think Jaggin's going to have a great week. Gardner Minshew, I think, will have a good week. But outside of that, I don't love what you're putting out there. Uh, Travis Kelsey could be your highest scorer, and that's your tight end. So... Yeah, on other weeks I feel great, but I don't know what running backs are coming out there. Uh, Mike Evans against Seattle, I don't love. Golden Tate against Dallas, I don't love. Josh Allen against Washington, I do love, but who knows. Um, And Zach Ertz against Chicago, not great. Yeah, it's just not, nothing there looks fun. So I think I'm going to lose this game, fall to 5-4. and which is a huge bummer. I'm hugely disappointed. I do think I'm going to have a late pickup here, which I'm very confident about. Uh, You guys can look at the transactions. Hopefully I nail this thing now that I realize what happened. Uh, And yeah, so I'm going Jaggin over True Billy Scumbag Jaggin, which would move to four and five still in the playoff hunt. All right, guys, that's been another Bobcast. This has been a blast. Have a great weekend. Have a great football weekend. Love you guys. And don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe. Tell your friends. Get your wives listening. Let's get as many people on this podcast as possible. All right, guys. Peace out.